Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to You Haven't Heard This Music Podcast, a music podcast in which we bring forward lesser known artists who we feel deserve some spotlight, who are just as good, if not better, than those on our mainstream media. Uh, there is so much amazing talent out there and we are here to share it with you. I'm Emer and I am joined by the wonderful Richie, Yay. Wayne. Hello everybody. And tonight we are joined by the wonderful Phil McCulloch from the hit YouTube channel, Grandpa Reacts. Hello, Phil. That was very flattering. I'm not sure about hit, but I am from a YouTube channel indeed. I'd say it's a hit. <laughs> I really enjoy it. <laughs> it's it's, Good, new, it's new, isn't it? Yes, indeed. Right, yo, so let me read out how the show is going to go with shaking hands and my piece of paper. So, first up, we have the intro. Then we have head to head. <laughs> After that, we'll be moving on to our wild card, baby. And then we have the intense, hardcore genre musical challenge mode. Or for short. <laughs> <laughs> so let's kick things off with our head to head. And this week, usually the winner goes first, but I've decided it would be fun to go alphabetical order backwards. So Wayne will be kicking things off with his head More like alphabetical out of order then, isn't it? Uh, reverse is in order. <laughs> <laughs> well, 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 thank you, Ema. I will go first then. Here so this go. week I will, be, I will be bringing along a band called Haberdash and their song, Like a Lover. Enjoy. I'm 
So that was Haberdash with their song Like a Lover. Bit of background on the band. They were formed in early 2013 in Sheffield. They described themselves as a rock pop group uh, with an exuberant stage show, infectious riffs and memorable lyrics. I mean, sometimes I just want to bring someone that's fun, that's, that makes me smile. And this makes me smile. It's just fun, nice riffs, just full of energy and you know, it's poppy as all hell, and I love it. And sometimes that's that's just all you need, especially the way the world is at the moment. Just something that, you know, brings a smile to your face a couple of times, you know, when you listen to it. It's got this tremendous, up-to-date 80s feel. So, you know, the, the whole vibe that we're surfing at the moment, it's got that feel to it that it could be in an 80s sort of rom-com and, and go that way. But it's, it's got such lovely energy all the way through it. The, the arrangement is, is brilliant. I love it. The brilliant production. The riffs throughout are fantastic. And, you know, the, the sound of all the instruments is just this top quality production. And it's just, you know, these guys get 28 monthly listens. It's, it's crazy to me that they're, they're that small on Spotify. Because you listen to them, how the band sounds, they should have like a mass following. It's crazy. There's a singer, he's got this great pop rock voice that, that could rival anybody like, you know, the, the lads from McFly or the Skating for Girls uh, uh, guys, you know. He's, got, he's up there with those lot. And strangely, it reminds me of Savage Garden, but I don't know why. I can't put my finger on it at all. But there's something in there that's, that's reminding me. It might just be the production. But yeah, brilliant stadium stroke festival feel to these guys. And it's just, you know, fist in the air rock. So who wants to go first? I'll start, actually, we'll start with you, Phil. Uh, let's start with you, Phil. What do you think of this? Uh, yes, Wayne, uh, I agree with everything that you said, really. Um, it had that kind of feel-good factor. I think there's a lot of the lyrics in in the song that, are like you know, all about seizing the day and that the other. I think it would probably fit very well uh, for like um, like ITV's World Cup coverage, football or the uh, European Championships or something like that. Absolutely, yeah, I totally agree. Uh, with Ema, what do you think, Ema? Yeah, I absolutely agree. Um, nice bright guitar, and uh, yeah, I definitely resonate with like hearing Mac Fly like way up with them. You know, I was thinking like kind of two-door cinema club vibes almost like summer teenage rebel i love how they switched up the third verse and yeah fun song feel good and i could totally see it on an ad i get that a lot so yeah nice find cool rich over to you richie yes you know this isn't usually the type of music i'd go for this is not my genre but uh this i do i do like this quite a lot and it goes on me the, uh, the more i hear it um it's definitely got that busted type vibe to it i got that straight away which is usually something that puts me off but yeah the, the, there's a lot going on with this as well it's very layered very detailed for this uh, genre of music usually it's quite simple music and straight to the point this is yes yeah, very layered very detailed very not but it's very good i like it a lot i enjoyed this thank you wayne for bringing it to my attention cool moving so on then moving on yeah moving on we next up we have richie re up next Yes, you. I'm bringing uh, an artist called Gracie Martin. I'm, I'm assuming it's Gracie, G-R-A-C-I-E. Gracie Martin releases Dream Pop, Pop Bop, Dreams, 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 Dreams Die. Grace Martin, Dreams Die. That's the song that you're going to listen to now. Don't 
Gracie Martin, you're with Dreams Die. Rochester-born Martin, Rochester-born Martin, has one foot in the past and the other in the present. Her music comes across as a timeless blend of both a stirring confluence of classic American music and modern pop that's brewing with sophistication and heart. I love this piece of music. It's again, it's a piece of music I wouldn't tend to bring usually. It's it's very pop very pop it's very commercial but this it's it, i think it was the bass that got me original the, uh, the the bass tones that she uses are fantastic when that bass drop k- kicks in you, you get definite bass face i do anyway every time and for those that don't know what bass face is it's that face you pull when somebody next to you farts and the smell <laughs> unexpectedly hits you and uh yeah that's bass face the little ooh. Yeah, the production on this is fantastic. Uh, the nuances, the little nuances she uses with the different... In, they're like organic sounds, but they're also done on a synth, I think. But it still comes across quite organic. The, the trumpets and... Yeah, I just love it. It's great. And there's the, like... It's not quite a rap bit in the middle. It is and it isn't. I, I like that bit in there. It breaks up the song quite nicely. It's just a good piece of music. Nice contemporary piece of pop. I'm going to go and ask... Phil, what do you think of this? Oh, and her, her voice is angelic. I've just got to point out, her voice Absolutely. is angelic. Well, no, I mean, I, I like the song. I'm not a fan of, of like, I thought she was, like, a, like a quirky singer. So if you like, you like people like Paloma Faith and stuff like that, I've got, like, that quirky voice. I'm not really into, like, quirkiness. I did like the song. It gave me uh, like a kind of like an underwater vibe, if that makes any sense. That makes so much sense. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, kind of. Um, the, um, it, which made me think of um, No Ordinary Love by Sade. But Sade, this singer, is not. Okay. That was about it. I'm glad you loved it. Emma? <laughs> yeah, that's a really accurate... Und- underwater thing now that you say it it sounds like a mermaid song i love it i think that the production is fantastic it's original it sounds timely but it's new agree with you there richie angelic voice she's got a lovely mix of acoustic 
no, I'm not saying that right. Digital sound, analog sounds, you know, and digital sounds. I think it was a beautiful blend. I think it was quite risky, like taking everything out of the course and just having the bass in there for a little bit, but I loved it. Um, yeah, big fan of this. I really like it. Cool. Wayne. I'm the same. This is this is a fantastic piece of music. We've had, we've, you've played Gracie Martin on the show before. Have I? Yes, you have. You brought her last season. Yeah, that was a good song as well. She's, she's a very good artist, is Gracie Was Martin. that for the head to head, was it? Yeah, you won with it as well. We should probably get her on the show then. For me, you get the lovely organic sounds, like you've already pointed out, the, the organic sounds mixed with the electronica, and it gives you that, that underwater floaty feel, that dream pop feel to it. You get that, you know, the, the thing she does in this that emulate a dream, because that's where I think this song's going. You know, you get those, those lovely finger-picked guitar strokes and... All the percussion in there is really tinny. It's really metallic sounding. And then he juxtaposes against the against the electronic bass. You know, as you said, Rich, that, that, that bass that rumbles and gives you the bass face. He does the both of those things. And then just to throw you off guard completely, you bring in some Tijuana brass and it just totally takes the song somewhere else. It's a, Yeah, it's a really, really good song. Her singing is off the chart good, by the way. You know, it's it's dreamlike right the way through, and then she brings it back down and brings it more contemporary, and she does it at the flick of a switch. It's, it's fantastic. It's melancholic, and it's longingly beautiful. For me, the song is about self-belief and about growing up and having to let go of those dreams or holding on to those dreams for as long as you can. And, yeah, I think she, it's just a fantastic song. Really, really good. Yeah, it's a simple message encased in a complicated piece of um, music. Well, no, it's not, it, 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 is, it is complicated. It's a complicated piece of production is what it is. I don't know if she's produced it herself, but whoever she's chose to produce it with, uh, she, she chose correct. It's absolutely phenomenal. Nicely said. I would like to hear more from her, I think. Yeah, she's got a lot of good stuff out there. I've listened to a lot of her stuff, and she's definitely worth checking out. And uh, to all our listeners, definitely check her out. Wonderful. So that concludes our head-to-head. Do we give the winner at the end? You haven't done yours yet. (gasps) Yeah, haven't you got to go, Eva? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so my head-to-head, forgetting that, (laughs) I had to bring one there for a second... So, I am playing Song for Ella by Cap'n Marble. Sand that I 
So that was Song for Ella by Captain Marble. Captain Marble consists of John and Ryan, who are native Californians, but they met in Berkeley College of Music, Boston, and their tracks are lovingly crafted in their modest home studio. Yeah, I absolutely love this song. I think it's catchy, it's fresh, it's fun. It's like, I feel like if Cage the Elephant and the Beatles had a love child, these guys would probably come out. <laughs> I think there's a super catchy chorus. Um, I love the syncopation in the chorus as well. And yeah, it just has a lovely nostalgic feeling to it. So that is Song for Ella. Richie, what do you think? Uh, I was hoping when you said that when you introduced them, you said John and Ryan, wasn't it? Yes. I thought you were going to say John and Paul, because uh, <laughs> this is... It definitely got a Beatles, but it's it's it's, it's all it's it's, th- it's thoroughly uh, influenced by the seventies rock music, the Kinks, the Beatles. The, I could hear the Beach Boys in there, Dave Clark Five. As far as it being fresh, like a new, uh, I wasn't getting that. But that that that's not to say it's bad because it's a really good sound. It's a very bass forward uh, song. The bass was really good, and it nice clean sound, and it was that you, you didn't hear that as much in the 70s so i suppose that made it stand out a bit but yeah it's a good tune really good I, I liked it i don't know if it would do well commercially because of how dated it is but maybe that's just me that and again that's not to knock it because i love that 70s sound i love that 70s music so yeah lovely and phil what do you think um i think i agree with both of you in certain ways um i think it had uh, the stamp of ray davis all over it uh, and it made me think of Waterloo Sunset, kind of like listening to a song on the old wireless where they had that kind of at the beginning where like it was like the radio sound coming through. And although it was good and I enjoyed it, I did enjoy it. I think it, if I listened to any more of their songs, I would just want to go and listen to my Kinks collection with all fairness. <laughs> So, like, it was kind of, I don't know whether, like, all of their, obviously I don't know whether all of their music is of similar, but yeah, I think I'd just rather listen to the Kinks, but it was good and I enjoyed it. Lovely. And Wayne, over to you. Totally agree. Got the Beatles vibe from the first moment. The one band you haven't mentioned that I got a lot, and it's more in melody and arrangement than it is in sound, is ELO. The the, the way the song is arranged and the way um, oh. the agree, melody yeah. goes for it is, is, is very ELO. You know, it helps back again, the Beatles and ELO, you know, there's no ELO without the Beatles sort of thing. So, yeah, um, it's got a great sort of early 90s nostalgic feel to it, this. And, you know, obviously, it's it, they're from California. It's rocking that California, that, you know, that West Coast vibe. It's, it's laid back. It's the sort of thing you hear on, you know, in a beach or at the beach. Or, you know, when you're out and about, I presume when you're out and about in California, I've never been to California, but it gives <laughs> me that sort of, um, that impression. It's a really nice song you know it's well sung it's well arranged they, it's another song like Gracie uh, Gracie Martin's song uh, it's all about the percussion for me in this you get those lovely tubular bells and about three quarters of the way through you get the marching drum beat and it changes the song up a bit it lifts it a little bit I'm not a fan of the the, the intro if I'm honest the, um, the sort of crackly radio you know sort of sung back effect I think that it'd have been absolutely fine just to come straight in that's just my one quibble with it I think it's a good song yeah I like it it's good I'm surprised that they're American because I think they've put a lot of effort into sounding British. I'd never yeah. really guessed they were an American band, ever. But the Beatles did inspire a whole generation of artists in America, so... I think, um, say, I'm always ten years behind when it comes to music, but I think uh, the uh, a band that nobody's mentioned, that they, they kind of had that same kind of sound as, like, uh, the Coral or the Kooks. I thought they were very mm. similar to mm. that as well. Yeah. yeah, I get the Kooks for sure. Mm. So that concludes our head to head. Yeah, but we need we need a we need a verdict. Do you want to make predictions on who he's going to choose, or should we just let him choose? Tell us we'll which make one predictions. I think Phil's going to choose you, Wayne, this week. Um, I'm I'm terrible at this, so I'm not gonna, I'm not going to say anything. <laughs> Ema, I think he'll choose me because I believe in myself. <laughs> <laughs> okay Wayne you should do the same <laughs> <laughs> what so I get to pick what I like the best your fa- is- yeah 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 your favourite oh, okay alright well, I, I didn't realise I'd be doing that because um, now, cause now I feel under pressure and uh, obliged in three different ways um, 
I think no, we don't uh, take anything personal here. Go with your heart, <laughs> Phil. Go with your heart. I think uh, on the basis of you see, this is difficult because I would like, I would say on the basis of like the song itself, they were all really good. Like they were all good. And would I want to listen to more of their songs again? You're doing the um, X Factor thing now, Phil, where they've got, that, <laughs> they've got to choose one person, but they don't want to do it. So they go, oh, I love you both. I think you're both brilliant. I think you're both fantastic. And I don't want to get rid of either of you, but I'm going to have to get rid of one. <laughs> if I had to listen to it, like if, if it was based on picking the song to listen to again, I'd pick the first one because uh, I would listen to that again. It was a bit more upbeat and a bit more positive. Um, which was, I think that's Wayne's. Is that Wayne's? That's that Wayne. Is. Woo! Woo! But I would. Um, but I did enjoy uh, Ema's choice. It was very good. Uh, and I think with Rich's choice, I would like to listen to more of the music to decide if I liked her or not. Okay. Awesome. Great. Well, congratulations, Wayne. Yay! And Phil, yeah. thank you for for choosing. Nice no work. No worries. So we are on to so we are on to our next section, which is the wild card, baby. Wild card. What's the wild card? What's the wild card? What is it? That's up to you. (laughs) And the wild card is the section where we go into the emails of all of our submissions. Thousands of submissions have been sent to us over the weeks and months and uh, over a year or whatever. And I flick through them with my finger uh, flicking. And at some point, Phil, our guest, is going to say stop. You're going to say stop. And then we'll land on one of the artists and that'll be the artist that we get to listen to. So oh, okay. I'm flicking, I'm flicking through, I'm flicking through. Stop. Okay, so we have landed on Ruby Duff and uh, her song, Zoom. Ooh. Ruby explains that Zoom is about noticing what is around you, the people, your feelings, your thoughts and vision. When you begin to notice the small things and pay attention to both the ugly and the beautiful, you could write a novel, a movie, or in my case, a song. So that's what the song's about. That's what we're going to listen to right now. We haven't heard this song before. This is so. This is this is just random. I hope it's good. After all this time, we're still chasing lights Like our starry nights and your garden childhood fights Zoom your garden, zoom your garden, zoom your garden Lonely for the blues, your garden Zoom your garden, zoom your garden Lonely for the
so yes, that was um, Ruby Duff with Zoom. That was an inspired piece of music right there. So much going. That was that was brilliant. That was a fantastic wild card. It was similar similarish to my um, head to head. I love the orchestra. The way she's made. You've got like an orchestral sound running behind running behind the whole thing. You've got the, the kettle drum bass. It's it's not a typical pop sound, but somehow she's made it into a pop sound, and it's yeah, very, very yeah. And there's a bit like about three quarters of the way through where it winds into the uh, like an, a next section, but she winds it in with like you know the, the key that you get on like a, a jewelry box type thing, and then a, a, like a lullaby starts. But it was done. Very clever and very, very yeah. The, the production is yeah. The, the production was amazing. I, I really liked that a lot. If that, that that's on Spotify, that's going straight on my playlist. What did you think, Kima? Wow, wasn't it? Oh my god, that was amazing. That was a stunning piece, and it was so ethereal. There were points where it like reminded me of Lana Del Rey the way she sang, and yeah, just like so inspired. It was beautiful. Everything about mm-hmm. it. That's some fantastic production, wasn't it? That oh, it was amazing, and even how she thinks, how she sings, like the zoom, da, da. so oh, cool, yeah, so that. clever. The the piano, uh, I thought that was uh, an actual piano, but on second, uh, but then halfway through, I, I heard a bend one of the keys, so it like she bent it into like a flat note. So I think it was done on a keyboard, but even so, it's, yeah, it's, everything's really good. I, so like, like the little details like that, it was just one key that was bent. Most people probably wouldn't notice it. The attention to detail is amazing. Yeah. Phil! Absolutely. Hello. Thinking? Uh, yeah, um, I enjoyed it. I liked it. I did mention earlier about like the quirky singing. I didn't think it was that quirky. It was like um, like like the breathless kind of singing. And in which case, I'll listen to the bangles. But um, <laughs> but I did enjoy it, and uh, I would listen to that again. Lovely. And well, everything else you said was yeah, you know the bit about like the the jewelry box with the ballerina turning around. I heard that kicking in, and I thought that was pretty cool. And um, yeah. there's and also again, I think it had a like um, like an underwater beachy theme to it, just like the one we heard earlier on as well. I think. Maybe that's just me. I wasn't getting that in either of them, but Ema picked up on it. It just feels it. It's like, ooh, like floaty. Mm. Wayne? Absolutely amazing, isn't it? Um, I agree with Ema completely, the Lana Del Rey. This starts for me like a Kate Bush song. You, you, you gain yeah. all that sort of quirk. And, and she, she, the way it starts, she starts like Kate Bush and evolves into Lana Del Rey. You know, and yeah. throughout, you know, the string stamps... They're very Kate Bush. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. It's incredible. And the fact that it's it's so, you know, orchestral, it, that there's not that much. In it. See, you're, you're saying that they're, they're using digital effects. Um, I'm not sure because they sound so crisp. That harp is so, you know, it's so organic and so floaty. Like, don't you could replicate that? I mean, I'm, I'm sure you could nowadays, but it feels organic i love when they bring the bass in and it gives it that pulsing you know constant beat for a little bit and the way she builds and i don't mean builds the song as in you know volume i mean she builds the song as you go along it's bringing in parts it's almost like she's building a house putting brick by brick in and that's how the song builds and then she takes some out because she doesn't like the extension and puts something else in there right the way through till you get to the the dreamlike moment and the harps and the swimming and and all that it's for me it'd be like a busby berkeley film you could you could have a dreamlike moment with this uh, if you know Busby Berkeley, he does the he, he did the massive uh, stage uh, stage show dances in films in the like thirties and forties. It's like that. It's all pop. It's best. It's, it's audio storytelling. It's it's a fantastic song. It almost felt like pop opera. Um, you could imagine yeah. it on on stage. Yeah, absolutely. Bold, bold as ever with her swirling menagerie of sonic influences, Ruby is a truly unique artist, and Zoom is just the latest addition in her growing collection of unparalleled releases. Even outside of the studio, Ruby Duff inhabits a place of celestial ambiguity and mystery. Talking about the inspiration of Judy Garland, if they're Judy Garland, no, nobody's a bigger stage performer than uh, Judy Garland, in one breath and elephant ornaments in the next 
Yet whilst the stream of consciousness is difficult to follow, her creativity and passion for what she does isn't. Yes, definitely an artist to check out, Ruby Duff. Uh, We'll leave all of her links and all of her information in the show notes, along with all the other artists as well, which you should also check out. Ema. Amazing. That's a very strong wildcard. I'm obsessed. I'll be listening to Mm. that a lot. So next we are on to the Indians. Hardcore genre musical challenge mode. Go. I was challenged with bringing a piece of music from the genre. What was it? It was... Um, Folkatronica? Folkatronica. 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 Yeah. I've been saying Folkatronica. So Folkatronica. I put it out on Twitter today. Was it yesterday? Either way, I didn't I didn't give the Twitter people long and uh, I got a fair few people throwing music at me. For some reason, every time I put on Twitter, leave your links below for this genre, I get more hip-hop artists. So this is my opportunity. Even though it's completely not the genre, more hip-hop artists than anything else, but there you go. Anyway, we had a piece of music sent to us from the band, is it Granfaloon? Granfaloon? Granfaloon. Granfaloon. That's how I would pronounce it. Or Granfaloon. Granfaloon. Granfaloon, yeah. Um, Following up on Hannah's Twitter info, I've sent a bio and links. Thank you for that, Granfaloon. Granfaloon is a musical project of Manchester-based artist and producer Richard... Richard? Richard? Richard Lomax. Lomax makes a hybrid of lo-fi folk, experimental music and electronica, weaving oddball elements such as omnichords, acoustic guitars and vintage drum loops into dreamy songs and cinematic soundscapes. They've been on BBC Introducing and other places... They've done, yeah, they're getting about. Most recently in April 2020, Lomax co-founded the Positive Songs Project, a large online songwriting community which focuses on creative techniques and encouraging collaboration between artists. The project is has been responsible for the penning of over 300 and counting by songwriters from here to Helsinki, LA, Guadalajara and beyond. beyond. So, yes. Guadalajara, uh, the state. Yep, what a racist. Um... <laughs> So, so, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's, that, that, that's, that, that's them. Th- then we're going to listen to their music. So, yeah, this is Granfaloon with their song. Objects of Love. How do you know that? Prepare. I'll do my research. <laughs> Titi, so thoughtful that lover of mine 
So that was my Folktronica submission. Um, the band Grand Falloon. Yeah, I like this a lot. I like this more than I thought I was going to like it. These guys obviously love their t- technology. I don't know if you saw the video, but uh, these guys love the technology. I don't know if, you, if it's just these guys or if it's something to do with the genre, but they do what you mentioned earlier, Ema. They, they like to mix that digital with the analogue and could look like it's going to get busy and they're mixing horrible sounds with other, but it's, it's kind of like a painting you, that you know, good artists will take different colours and blend it into one beautiful piece of work and I feel that's what they've done here they're taking lots of different stuff and it could get cluttered but because they know how to use it how to put it together it comes together in a beautiful piece of art um, at the start it almost sounded Aphex Twinish I thought this is going to be weird all the way through I almost expected this to come into it. But it didn't. Yeah, but it's really good though. Very clever, very clever. And I would listen to this again. It's strange because usually when I, I get a genre challenge, the first thing I do is I go into Spotify, type in the genre and have a listen. And for two days, I was listening to house music and I thought... This genre just sounds a lot like house music. But then I discovered another playlist and it sounded completely different. And the the, the lesson to be learned here was don't go searching for genres on Spotify. So I put, I put it out on Twitter and these guys sent this in and I love it a lot. And I'm going to go to Wayne first. So I've been to Wikipedia and I'll give you the... Um the rundown of what the genre meant, is meant to encapsulate. So the genre um, of folktonica, the genre of music comprising various elements of folk music and electronica, often 
featuring uses of acoustic instruments, especially string instruments, and incorporating hip-hop, electronica, and dance rhythms. I wasn't getting the hip-hop. No, neither was I, but it's one of the ones I can choose from. You know, it's, it's all blended together. This is not what I was expecting at all, if I'm honest. Um, the two genres seem to blend and mould brilliantly together, and they're quite um, commutative. And they complement each other really well. The song is really, really well arranged. I, I mean, the, for me, the song is all about the um, the brushes on on the drums. I absolutely love the way they've recorded that, and you can you can hear the the, the way it sounds, and it gives it that sort of earthy tone. You know, that sort of feel of 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 they're keeping their roots almost, along with the swirls. I mean, I don't know if you got this, Rich. I got some sort of Indian vibe, almost drone folk. At times with it as well. Yeah, I, 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 yeah, I know exactly what you mean. I think that mm. might be a common occurrence within that genre. Uh, listen to mm. some of the. Uh, yeah, it's a really songs. nice find. It's a really good song. Phil. Mm. E- <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, electronic folk electronica is that what we're calling it? Uh, folk folkatronica. Folkatronica. So I mean, I'm a big like electronica fan, or, or like anything we synth. So I live in the eighties. And I thought I was going to be getting some kind of like craft work, new order thing at the start. And then like he started singing, which was disappointing. Because <laughs> I thought, I, well, no, because no, let, no, let me explain. Because I thought he was trying to do some kind of Morrissey thing with weird, just saying things. And that didn't make any sense. But actually, as the song went by, it was quite a relaxing song. I was, uh, oh, sorry, that was my back. Um, it was, yeah, it was quite a. Re- don't don't make me laugh. Seriously, that's a, that's a. <laughs> I was going to take a breath. Um, no, so like, um, I didn't realise this was a thing, and uh, I think maybe I would like to listen to more of this kind of music. Um, as long as he doesn't try and trick me. Okay. <laughs> yeah. What would it, how would it trick you? Well, because at the start, I was like, yeah, I'm going to get New Order or Kraftwerk here. And then mm. what I got really was the Jonas Brothers. And, like, you know, I was like, ah, oh, I've been tricked. <laughs> and they're, they're like, this is buyer's remorse here. You know, this is it like, does, it does it? start off different to what it, what it mm. ends up being, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm not, like, I'm not mad about it. But like it was kind we'll of get like, over yeah, it. yeah, I will it a bit. But like yeah, I, like like you're expecting one thing and you get another. You know what I mean? It's like I don't know. It's like say buying something off the internet and when it comes, it's like just a picture of what you ordered. You're like, ah, oh, <laughs> I'm disappointed. It's like buying something off Wish. Oh yeah, that's there. what it. That's what it was like. But but because you've made that mistake and you don't want to admit that it's a mistake, then you like learn to love the thing that you've got. And I think that's where I was with that song. That was such a backhanded compliment. Ema. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I liked it. I think it was more on the folk end of the tronica, and you know, yeah, it's cool. I, I like his storytelling. It's it. Definitely keeps the folk themes, like as Wayne was saying, it has those very earthy tones. This might sound super random, but kind of reminded me of uh, Romeo and Juliet by Dire Straits at times, the way that he spoke. It just kind of felt like the way that they told that story. But um, yeah, great storytelling, lovely instruments and very relaxing. I'm quite lulled. <laughs> I enjoyed it. Cool. So now we have to choose a genre for next time. And who's going to bring the genre? Is it you, Ema, or Wayne? Me. Is it you? Yeah. Okay. Wayne, do you have the You Haven't Heard This Music Podcast genre bible? It's in my hand. Oh, what a bloke. So, Ema, um, no, actually, we'll get Phil to choose it. Phil, if you want to choose a letter from A to Z. Ooh, okay. Mm. What about S? Sorry, S. S. The, uh, okay. the, I, ima- I imagine there's going to be a few of those, Wayne. There is. There's a few S's, yeah. How many pages? Uh, How about one. ST? No, no, can you do that? Oh, damn. Yeah, we can, yeah, yeah. We have quite a few STs. How about ST? How about STD? (laughs) (laughs) Just just give me a number between like 1 and 20. 14. Right, 4, okay. Oh, no, I said, I asked him to give me a a number between 1 and 14. So he gave me 14 on the STs. Right, which takes me down to SU. So it's not an ST, it's an SU. Okay. Right. And it is. <laughs> well, I'm going to try and say this. Are you ready? Suomi rock music. Right? Ooh. 
Do what? Um, Suomi <laughs> Suomi rock music is Finnish rock, also known as Finns rock, Finn rock, Finn rock. Uh, refers to rock music made in Finland. Ooh, I you know, I think I actually might know some. <laughs> there was a guy so, who really liked Polish rock, and I think it's close. I don't know if it's. I don't know. I will find out all about it and bring it to you next week. Excellent. Oh, God, I imagine you just offended a lot of Polish people. <laughs> uh, I'm not I feel like that's our job at the moment, just to piss everybody off. <laughs> exactly. <so. laughs> um, are you gonna? So you're gonna ask, ask about your collection of artists that you know, or you, do you want me to put it out on Twitter for you? Um, throw it out on Twitter, and you'll ask see about what comes back. Huh? Yes, absolutely. I'll ask about. I'll do some research. Cool. And yeah, should I bring a little history of the genre too? Sure. Yeah. I should. I should have done that, but thankfully Wayne did it for me. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Bring it on. So we're done. We're, we're, that, that's all the music. That's that's this week. We're just uh, have a have a bit of a chat with Phil. Hello. How are you? I'm well. I'm all right, thank you. Yeah. Despite the back pain. Oh yeah. I mean, other than the fact that I can't sit down, lie down, walk, talk, cough, or sneeze without being in like agony. So, so you kind of doing floating? No, I'm lying down. Okay. It's in a salt. It's in a salt bath. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, but, yeah, uh, I mean, other than that, other, sorry, other than that, yeah, everything's you know, everything's fine. Lovely. You you're working on a, a new project at the moment. Your um, grandfather reacts, is it? Grandpa reacts. Grandpa. Yes. Um, sorry, grandpa. Yeah. No, no, no. That's fine. Yeah. So, grandpa reacts is basically my um, my other half's dad is uh, terrified of anything horror related, um, and. Uh, so we watch movie trailers to get his reaction. We've we've done a few horrors. So we've done like Nightmare on Elm Street, The Terrifier, Saw, um, and then we do other. So we've recently we've done a few uh, upcoming ones. So we've done Bond, Ghostbusters, uh, The Batman. But um, yeah, it's like if you've got five minutes or you want to kill five minutes of time, uh, it's it's a good laugh to watch him jump out of his seat, uh, a jump scare. <laughs> Yeah, it's one of those where I watch it and I, I, I want to laugh, but at the same time I want to feel sorry for him. <laughs> as the budget as the budget grows, you're going to take him to Blackport, that like a place of terror. What is, what is it called? Just outside the Pleasure Beach. That'd Passage be awesome. Of terror. Passage of terror. Oh, yeah. I have never heard of that, but yes. Well, I say, well, when the budget increases, when we're allowed to go anywhere, that sounds like a good idea. Yeah, he'd absolutely shit his pants. And, It'd be yeah, amazing. He, he wouldn't come out of that. I don't think Phil that scares the crap <laughs> out of me. Let alone somebody who's scared of horror films. Well, I think um, just to just to give a bit of uh, just to give a bit of um, uh, clarity. Well, clarity is the wrong word, but his favourite film is Pretty Woman. So that's where he stands in oh. films. That's his favourite. And he likes like, a good rom-com. So anything... I mean, like, he was scared of Terminator 2, which was like I thought was daft. But, yeah, so, um, yeah, we're over on we're over on YouTube. There is another Grandpa Reacts, actually. Uh, some guy with, like, 2,000 subscribers. We're the ones with, like, 50 subscribers. So we're quite easy to find. Just a bit of backstory on Phil. Phil was the person that was responsible for me doing a bit of stand-up back in the day. He was a compare, weren't you, Phil? And, uh, yeah, I did a bit I of comparing. I wanted to do it once just to say I could, uh, you know, that I've done it. And you were it very went good, well. Richie. Yeah, you did. I just had a good crowd, I think. And you kept, you kept calling me back when you should have just said, you've, you've had your go now, just leave it there. <laughs> well, you see, you see, the thing is, you can be good somewhere in front of a good crowd, but it's always good to see if you can get that kind of reaction. Because I always used to think that um, at the Hollybush, if you went to the Hollybush, I, I always said, if you go to the Hollybush and get laughs, throw those jokes away because they won't work anywhere else. But yeah, no, I thought you did all right in the gigs that you did. Um, mm. I think I, I think he, um, some comedians uh, are good for some venues and not for others. Well, yeah, I discovered this. Your crowd is different wherever you go. Well, I didn't know, any, no, no, no teaching or anything. It was just like stand on stage and do your thing. But um, I did one gig, 
for you and I turned up and I think the bingo hall must have been closed that night and just <laughs> it was just the, the average age must have been 60 and as you know Phil the, a lot of the stuff that I did was quite controversial and it's a, well yes it certainly was yeah I, I, I it's, yeah I sank, I sank like a lead balloon we've all done it though mate we've all done it I've seen I've seen people who have been in movies get booed off stage so you know it's not uh, don't don't take it to heart We've all no, been you there. have to kind of work out material for different crowds, but I, you know, I'd only done it a few times, so I'd, I never really thought that that was something I'd have to do. Well, anyway, yeah, it was good while I did it. I'm glad I did it. Um, I'm glad you did as well. I, I got booed off once. It what hurt. did you? You did stand up comedy, did you? <laughs> no, it was actually at a music festival, and I used to play with the folk band, and uh, there was a bunch of like 13 year olds, and we were all on in front, like ahead of this rapper. And they all started chanting the rapper's name while we were on, <laughs> like screaming and stuff during it. And afterwards, we had to go backstage and do like a radio interview. And we were like, "Yeah, that was so amazing." Yeah, <laughs> we got sort booed of by a bunch of fourteen-year-olds. I was just like mm. a spring thing. Um, it wasn't anything major or whatever. But there were quite a few people there because we were in a tent and we were in the only tent, and it started raining. So everyone came into the tent. We're like, "Great, we have our audience!" But they were all just there to see. Like juicy, mm. some juicy. I think it was something like that. Oh man! And this one time at band camp, <laughs> actually, um, <laughs> I have got a one time band camp uh, uh, story to follow on there. Um, if you've ever heard of uh, the Mosley Funk and Jazz Festival that was on every yeah. year, um, yeah. So um, a friend of mine was booking the, uh, a comedy bit. Um, I think he wanted like four acts. And like you got a day pass if you went, obviously, like you know, like you got you got let in for free. And uh, when we got there, they literally like they got like the beer tents and like the big bar, and they literally just put a stage next to the bar <laughs> uh, on the side, not like in front or behind, like literally at the side of the bar, and went go on then, like do some comedy. And like the first <laughs> the first guy went up, and like everyone's just waiting for the beer, they're getting the beer and leaving. And I was just stood there. And I was like, "This is not the most bizarre gig I've ever done." But like, I said to the organizer, "I ain't going on." He goes, "But you've got her." He goes, "But you've got her." I've gone, "Well, what are you gonna do if I don't?" He went, "Nothing." God, we'll see you later then. And then just went off and watched uh, Soul to Soul. Nice. Yeah. Most unprofessional gig you ever did. Yeah. Don't don't book Phil then, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like the look of the stage. I'm not going on. Well, no, it wasn't that. It wasn't even that. It's just like nobody, number one, no mm. one was listening. You were side on to the people. They weren't even facing you. You were side on. What's that about? It was ridiculous. Yeah. It's very I disheartening. Didn't, I didn't refuse to go on when you got me the gig at the Hare and Hounds and there was no one there. Right, let me tell you about the Hare and Hounds. Right, it doesn't matter if no one's there or not, right? That you did place, the Hare and Hounds. That, exactly, you can say, I did the Hare and Hounds, and that's all you need to say. And also, we've got our... Pro- just to mention a bit about our side project that we're starting next week. We are doing a movie-slash-book podcast where we take the take a movie and we compare it with its book and uh, the differences and the nuances and the which one we think is better. It's usually going to be the book, I'd imagine, but you never know. And our first book is going to be Do Do Androids Dream of of Electric Sheep? Sheep And the film, which is Blade Runner. Yeah. Very exciting. Do we actually have a title for it yet? Yeah. uh, No, we don't. We've got a podcast with no title. (laughs) You Mm. haven't compared this movie and book. (laughs) Yeah. you you, you, You haven't compared this movie and book podcast. It's straight to the point, isn't it? Do podcasts dream of electric sheep? <laughs> no, because we'd have to change the title. Yeah, just, it just rolls off the tongue, doesn't it? Like, it really does. It just Indeed. rolls off the tongue. <laughs> yeah, not, do, do podcasts dream of electric sheep? That's not that idea. Anyway. Yeah, so title to be announced. Uh, Phil, uh, Ema, do you want to close the show? So that was our show. Uh, I've been Ema. Oh, so if you would like to follow us on all the different socials from Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, you can find us like hashtag at YHHTMPC or you haven't heard this music podcast, just type it in, there aren't many. In fact, there are none. It's just us. We have that little little corner of Google. 
Also, www.yhhtmpc.com. You can find us there and all the different things we are doing. If you'd be so kind as to support us on Patreon, that would be much appreciated because what we do here for you is for free. You don't have to pay for it, but it does cost us to do it. So for the price of one point a month, you can support our little project here. And we'd love you forever for it. If you're an artist and you support us, it puts you to the front of the queue of hundreds and thousands of people that are emailing us. So you get to listen, you get listened to first and you'll definitely get a slot on the website and you'll definitely get played on the B-side. How bloody exciting is that? Yes, anything else to add on? Not, I don't think so, apart from... Thank you for listening. No, apart from... I've been Richie. I've been Emer. I've been Wayne. And uh, I'm Phil. Thank you for listening. If indeed. Still are. Goodbye. Bye. Goodbye. and more. I'm on cooler duty this weekend. Fill it up with seltzers and canned cocktails. Oh, wow, great prices. Find what you love, love what you find. At Total Wine and More, drink responsibly, B21. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.